today we'll be talking about a common cognitive bias that affects how we perceive ourselves and others. Defensive attribution. Have you ever wondered why people tend to blame others more for their misfortune but take credit for their successes? Or why do we sometimes judge others harshly for their mistakes but excuse our own? These are examples of defensive attribution, a phenomenon that can have significant implications for our self-esteem, relationship, and social justice. In this episode, we'll discuss what defensive attribution is, how it works, and how we, why we do it, and how it affects our daily lives. We'll also share some tips on how to overcome these biases and become more fair and compassionate in our judgment. So stay tuned and let's dive into it. So what is defensive attribution? According to social psychologists, defensive attribution is a tendency to attribute the causes of an event in a way that protects our self-image and reduces our perceived vulnerability to negative outcomes. In other words, we tend to explain things in a way that makes us feel good about ourselves and feel less feel less threatened by the possibility of harm. There are two main types of defensive attribution, self-serving bias and victim blaming. Let's look at each of them in more detail. Self-serving bias is where we attribute our successes to internal factors such as our abilities, efforts, or personalities, but our failures to external circumstances such as luck, difficulty, or other people. For example, if you ace an exam, you might think that you're smart and hardworking. But if you fail, you might blame the teacher, the question, or the environment. This way, you maintain a positive self-image and avoid feeling responsible for your poor performance. Victim blaming is where we attribute the misfortunes of others to their internal factors, such as their character, choices, or actions, but our misfortunes to external factors, such as fate, circumstances, or other people. For example, if someone gets robbed, you might think that they are careless, naive, or deserved it. But if you get robbed, you might think that you are unlucky, targeted, or wronged. This way, you distance yourself from the victim and reduce your fear of being in the same situation. Both types of defensive attribution are examples of how we distort reality to suit our needs and preferences. But why do we do that? What are the defensive psychology? factors behind this bias. There are several types of reasons why we engage in defensive attribution, but they all boil down to two main motives, self-enhancement and self-protection. Self-enhancement is a desire to boost our self-esteem and confidence by emphasizing our positive qualities and achievements. Self-protection is the desire to reduce our anxiety and stress by minimizing our exposure to threats and risks. Both motives are natural and adaptive, as they help us to cope with the challenges and uncertainties of life. However, they can also lead to us ignore or distort the evidence that contradicts our beliefs and expectations. For example, self-enhancement can make us overestimate our abilities and underestimate our limitations leading to unrealistic optimism, arrogance, or complacency. Self-protection can make us understand our control over and overestimate our vulnerability, leading to pessimism, paranoid, and helplessness. 
these cognitive distortions can help us interfere can interfere with our learning, growth, and decision making, as well as relationship, communication, and cooperation with others. Defensive attribution can also have significant impacts on various aspects of our daily lives, such as personal, interpersonal, and social outcomes. On a personal level, defensive attribution can affect our self-concepts, motivation, and behavior. For instance, self-serving bias can make us feel good about ourselves, but also prevent us from acknowledging and correcting our mistakes or seeking and accepting feedback. Victim-blaming can make us feel safe and superior, but also increase our prejudice, hostility, and aggression towards others. On an interpersonal level, defensive attribution can affect our empathy, trust, and support for others. For example, self-serving bias can make us more insensitive, arrogant, or resentful towards those who perform better or worse than us, or who challenge or criticize us. Victim blaming can make us indifferent, judgmental, and unsympathetic towards those who suffer or struggle, or who need or ask for help. On a social level, defensive attribution can affect our justice, equality, and responsibility for the common good. For instance, self-serving bias can make us ignore or justify the social and environmental consequences of our actions, or claim undue credits or privilege for achievements. Victim blaming can help make us blame or punish the victims of oppression, discrimination or violence, or deny or rationalize the systemic and structural causes of their problems. As you can see, defensive attribution can have serious problems and consequences. But is there a way to overcome this bias and become more objectively and fair in our attributions? Fortunately, there are some strategies that can help us reduce or prevent defensive attribution and improve our accuracy and fairness in explaining the causes of offense. Here are some of them. Be aware of your own biases and motives. Recognize why you might be tempted to be honest and humble about your strengths and your weaknesses, and realistic and balanced about your opportunities and threats. Seek and consider multiple perspectives and sources of information. Don't rely on your assumptions or interpretations, but ask for and listen to opinions and experiences of others. Try to understand and empathize with their point of view and appreciate their diversity and complexity. You can try to evaluate the evidence and arguments critically and logically. Don't accept or reject claims and expectations based on your emotions or preferences, but examine the facts and reasons behind them. Try to identify and avoid the logical fallacies and cognitive biases that may distort your reasoning and conclusions. Acknowledge and correct your errors and biases. Don't ignore or deny the fact and criticism. And you should try to challenge or contradict your beliefs and expectations. But learn from and adjust to them. Try to admit and apologize for mistakes and biases and seek ways to implement solutions and improvements that can help you overcome them.
So what are some benefits for overcoming the defensive attribution? It can improve our self-awareness and self-regulation by becoming more objective and fair in our attributions. We gain a clearer and more accurate understanding of ourselves, our strengths and weaknesses, our goals and values, and our actions and consequences. This can help us monitor and manage our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors more effectively and enhance our learning, growth, and development. It can enhance our empathy and compassion for others. By being more understanding and respectful in our attributions, we can foster our deeper and more meaningful experiences and their diversity and complexity. This can help us communicate and cooperate with others more harmoniously and support and help others more generously. It can also help us promote justice and responsibility for the common good. By being more aware and accountable for our attributions, we can recognize and address the social and environmental issues that affect our cause, that affect ourselves and others, such as oppression, discrimination, or violence. This can help us take action and make changes that can improve our conditions and outcome for ourselves and others, and attribute them to a more fair and more peaceful society. Defensive attribution is a common cognitive bias that influences how we explain and attribute outcomes in our daily lives. By understanding the psychological factors behind defensive attribution and employ strategies such as self-reflection, empathy, and embracing a growth mindset, fostering accountability, we can break free from the limitations of this bias and cultivate a more balanced and nuanced perspective. I hope you found something useful on how to overcome this bias and become more fair and compassionate in your thoughts. Thank you for listening. See you next time.